Welcome to the Kidosaurus Podcast. This is our fifth episode of 2018. I have a huge, gigantosaurus announcement for you. We have reached a Kidosaurus milestone. Kidosaurus now has 1,000 subscribers. There are only like 200 kids in my whole school. I have never dreamed a 1,000 kids would be listening to my podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We love making it for you. And of course, thanks for subscribing. All right, kids, let's get started with today's notes from the field. Today's notes from the field are a little more different than the usual ones. Listen carefully and you'll see why. Okay, everyone. Uh, this is Kidosaurus. Uh, we're out in the fields of Colorado, out in the, the wild, wild west of Colorado. <laughs> As we're out here, we're looking around in a very dangerous place, the front yard. As we're looking out in that yard, we see some things down in the ground that look absolutely terrifying, as terrifying as a dinosaur. And as we do that, we're going to tell you a little bit about it, okay? So here's Kidosaurus to tell you more. Okay, we're out in our driveway, and we are looking at some kind of weed that has really spiky points on it. You wouldn't think that weeds have much to do with dinosaurs, but they do. All right, so let's let's zoom in. Let's get really close to one of these weeds, and let's see what we can see and why you think that they're a little bit more like dinosaurs, okay? Here we go. Some weeds are really smooth and just like green leaves, but some of them are really spiky, like the one we're looking at right now. We've been out here pulling weeds and trying to keep our driveway clean, but this one we can't really pull out with bare hands because the spikes can sometimes hurt you. And so how does this make you think about dinosaurs? I still don't get it. Well, it makes you think about dinosaurs because sometimes when you think about a stegosaurus or a different kind of dinosaur that has plates, you sometimes think about how it defends and stuff like that. The weed has spikes to defend itself like dinosaurs. Just going out into my driveway made me think about dinosaurs. Specifically, it made me think about how dinosaurs defend themselves, just like the weeds that we're looking at right now. Okay, let's pause for a second. What are some different ways that dinosaurs defend themselves? If you have any ideas, press pause and tell whoever you're listening with. I just told my dad about two dinosaurs that defended themselves. The first one was a Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus has big plates on its back. And those plates maybe helped it to look bigger to scare away predators. I bet if a predator bit one of those plates, its tooth would fall out and maybe shatter into pieces. I also told my dad about the Ankylosaurus. The Ankylosaurus uses its tail, the tip of its tail, 
to smack predators and maybe break their leg. It has a huge club tail, almost like having a hammer on your tail. Those are some pretty sweet ways to defend. Oh, yeah. We were just in the driveway, but now we've moved up into our front yard and we're sitting in the grass. We're sitting under a maple tree and it's about 50 feet tall. When I look at this tree, it totally makes me think about dinosaurs. It makes me think about T-Rex and how in like Gigantosaurus and Baryonyx, how they grew up really big. I also like to think about long neck dinosaurs and them eating from the top of the trees. If you didn't know, long neck dinosaurs are called sauropods. Isn't that cool? If you just look at a tree or a plant, it makes you think about dinosaurs. Okay, now we're um, on the side of my tree and we're digging in the dirt and it kind of reminds me of paleontologists and dinosaur bones digging just digging in the dirt it reminds me of that because paleontologists usually just dig in the ground and uncover bones and that's kind of what i'm doing right now i don't think i'm gonna find a dinosaur today but it does make me think about what they do Now I'm picking up a bunch of rocks in my front yard. All these rocks make me think about Mary Annie and how she was a fossil hunter. She had to dig and search and find out a lot about old rocks and stuff. Isn't it cool that every day things can make you think about dinosaurs? You just have to open up your mind and look around you. I hope you enjoyed Riley's Notes from the Field. Just remember, there's dinosaur adventures all around us. You guys, I am so excited. My family and me are about to go to a huge, humongous dinosaur adventure. We're going on a dinosaur camping trip in Colorado and Utah. I've never been to Utah before, but I can't wait to go camping there. Apparently, they have awesome dinosaur stuff in Utah. So we got some pretty sweet notes from the field coming up for you. If you couldn't tell by now, that funny voice you heard earlier was my dad being a total goofball. (laughs) When he pretends to be a paleontologist, he has a British accent. Okay, everybody, it's joke time. Let's hear some good jokes. All right, who's up first, Riley? You. Okay, you asked me an ammonite question before. How many tickles does it take to make an ammonite laugh? How many? Tentacles. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah, like like octopus tentacles, exactly. except it's like tickles. <laughs> tentacles, tentacles. Get it? Oh! Dad, I've got a camping joke for you. All right, go for it. What do Triceratops eat on camping trips? Triceratops on camping trips. I do not know. Dino s'mores. <laughs> That's awesome. I love s'mores. They're delicious. Me too. We are going to eat so many dino s'mores on our dinosaur camping trip. Yep. What do you call a messy, disheveled dinosaur? What? A hot Mesozoic creature. <laughs> Mesozoic creature? Yeah, because it was from the Mesozoic period. Oh, yeah. And Mesozoic creatures were probably pretty messy. Uh, yeah, it makes sense now. 
Why do dinosaurs eat raw meat? I don't know why. Because they don't know how to cook. <laughs> Duh. What do you call a bunch of raptors hanging out together? What do you call it? Velociraptors. <laughs> like it? What's your name and your job? My name is Brad White, a.k.a. father of the Kittosaurus, and my job is that I am a middle and high school principal in Denver. Cool. (laughs) And I already knew that, too. (laughs) You're going to know a lot, but I hope you'll learn some new things, too. Yes. How do you think Baryonyx defended itself? Well, first, I should say I'm not a dinosaur expert, am I? Yeah. No. So I'm not one, but I do love them just because you do, too. Yeah. And it's been really fun to learn things together. So I guess the first thing I want to say is that I didn't even know what a Baryonyx was. Me neither. Yeah, until you told me. And so I learned about it with you, which is really fun. So now I know that a Baryonyx is this amazing, huge, giant, crocodile-like predator. Um, Yeah, kind of like a T-Rex mixed with a crocodile, but it can stand up. Yeah, and it's called a Baryonyx. And that's something super cool that I didn't know before. And now I know it because of you and because Mm -hmm. of Kittosaurus. Yep. How do you think an ammonite defended itself? Ooh, that's also a good question. I think an ammonite, that's the one that kind of looks like a squid, right? Mm-hmm. And it had a, a shell. shell. Yeah, and it had a really shell. Small. My guess is it probably used its... Shell? Shell, yeah, that would be my guess. So I Yeah, bet. I like squeezed into its shell like a, like a crap. Well, if you already know the answer, then why'd you ask me the question? Well, because I, I didn't really know. <laughs> All right, so that would be my guess, and I bet you have a pretty good guess on that, too. Yep. All right, do you have another question? Yes. Okay, go ahead. My question is, all these questions are going to be defending. How do you think that a T-Rex defended itself? Ooh, my guess is a T-Rex probably didn't have to defend itself too much. My guess is they were usually the one that was on, like, offense, not on defense. So they were the one that was attacking more than being on the defense. So my guess is because of their huge size, their big tail, their ginormous stomping feet, and especially those big jaws and teeth, I bet that they probably didn't have to defend themselves too often. Maybe they did. Maybe they had some predators, but my like guess Baryonyx is... Like or a Gigantosaurus, they're bigger. Yeah, but even if they were bigger, maybe they weren't in the same spot. Um, so my guess is they were a pretty big predator and they probably weren't having to defend themselves too often. Mm-hmm. This defending question is going to be, might be really hard for you, okay. but how do you think plant eating dinosaurs defended themselves? Like, like Stegosaurus or like a really small dinosaur? Oh, that's a good question. So I think you probably just answered some of your own questions. Mm-hmm. So a Stegosaurus had to defend itself in lots of ways. Some yeah, of it, with like its plates. I already know that, but I don't know all the other yeah, ways. Yeah, but I think scientists have also said maybe those weren't for protection. Maybe they, you know, made it look bigger, so they scared off dinosaurs. That's mm-hmm. one way to protect yourself is mm-hmm. kind of to disguise yourself. Mm-hmm. Another way that you can defend yourself is to have hard, crunchy things, right? So instead of being soft and squishy and delicious like a chocolate chip cookie. Um, Maybe they're bony and spiky. And if you look in nature, you see, you know, snakes that have spikes and uh, lizards that have spikes, right? And so there's lots of different animals that have spiky things and Mm -hmm. hard skin. So my guess is stegosaurus probably had some of those kind of defenses. And if you think about really small animals, 
that's also part of their defense is that they were very small and maybe quick or they could learn how to fly or glide so that they could escape. So sometimes you have to fight back, sometimes you have to hide, and sometimes you have to run away really quickly. So those are just a few ways that dinosaurs defended themselves. I mean, I bet there's lots more that we can learn about too. Yeah. My question is, how do you think that carnivores and herbivores are different? Are different from each other? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to answer that with one of my favorite jokes. (laughs) Is that okay? Yeah. All right, so what do you call a dinosaur that eats plants? What? An herbivore. What do you call a dinosaur that eats meat? What? A carnivore. Mm-hmm. What do you call a dinosaur that eats plants and meat? What? An omnivore. And what do you call a dinosaur that only eats cookies? What? An omnivore. What dinosaur could you compare a cheetah to? A cheetah is probably most similar to me to a velociraptor. Because it was a really fast creature that could run really fast and hunt. Yeah, it went like a blur when it was running. Mm-hmm. Dad, can I ask some questions about you? Uh, sure, go ahead. Daddy, how did you find out about dinosaurs? I found out about dinosaurs probably when I was about your age. So I bet when I was two or three or four, I or started five seeing or six. them. Yes, or five or six. I think I started learning about them from probably books and maybe TV. And I started being interested in them too when I was about your age. And what I think is really fun is that one of the first places where I really saw that come to life is when I went to that special place that we go to. Dinosaur Ridge? You got it. And so I grew up in Golden, Colorado, which is very, very close to Dinosaur, Dinosaur Ridge. Ridge. And so I used to go there and I remember seeing those tracks. There's just something so, so special about a place where you can go and see something that just isn't around anymore. There's something really weird about extinction and about the fact that dinosaurs used to be here and are gone. I think there's that mystery is really fascinating and really interesting to me. And so what were you going to say? We don't know if it was either a comet or a volcano or anything. Exactly. And so it's this huge mystery. And so um, I love mysteries. I love to read mysteries. I love to solve mysteries. When I think about dinosaurs, to me, it's just this big mystery because we look around and they're gone. Mm -hmm. But then we see all these signs of them all over. And even just last week, I read a book. Uh, from one of my favorite authors. Uh, He's actually the author who wrote a movie called Jurassic Park. His name is Michael Crichton. So you haven't seen that movie yet, but someday we'll watch it. Yeah. And Michael Crichton also wrote another book called Dragon Teeth. And it's actually not about dragons. It's about dinosaurs and paleontology. And I just finished that two nights ago because I really love reading about this stuff too. So I think for me, Riley, what's so cool is that you being interested in dinosaurs um, has gotten me interested in them too. And I feel like I've learned a ton because of the questions that you're asking. So it's been super fun. So thank you. You're welcome. Whoa, that was super cool. I never knew I would get to interview my own dad. It's almost Father's Day. Just a few more weeks. I guess this is an early happy Father's Day, Dad. Thanks for coming on Kidosaurus today. All right, everybody, it's time for the dino drawing. Drum roll, please, Esaurus. Congratulations to Onai Simone. He's been sending me so many drawings this year. And you finally won the dino drawing. I have no idea how to send something to Spain, 
but I'll figure it out. Felicidades, mi amigo de España. Way to go, Onai! I also wanted to say thank you so much to the other artists. We got drawings from three different countries this month. Thanks to Unai in Spain and Ari in Kampala, Uganda. What an honor to get your beautiful drawing. Last, thanks to Calvin. Calvin drew a cool dinosaur fight and he lives in Maine. Thanks to all of our dinosaur artists. Everybody else, send me a drawing. Before we close out this podcast, I also want to thank two generous families. The Duncans and the Smiths donated to Kittosaurus. That's going to help us send a prize to Anai in Spain. Everybody else, please take a few minutes to donate. It helps us to send really cool gifts to kids all around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys rock. All right, everybody, I'm going to go pack my camping gear. It's time to learn about dinosaurs. This is Kittosaurus signing off. My name is Riley, and I'm six years old. I'm a curious kid who loves dinosaurs. They call me Kittosaurus. You can be one, too. Just tune in each month and send the drawing, too. We all love dinosaurs and have so much to learn. Join the dinosaurs course and roar, it's your turn. Roar! I'm Riley's Kidosaurus. Do you have a problem with my accent, Riley? No. <laughs> it is pretty silly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I really like talking like this sometimes when we talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. All right, well, I gotta go. Cheerio. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.